Hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to another JMJ podcast. My name is Anthony McCullough, and I'm joined by my good friends and co-founders, or tri-founders, Dan Palmieri and Rocco Tarabarelli. For those of you listening for the first time, you can find all of our stuff on pretty much every social media. We have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under JMJ Missions. So check us out there and click the bell to be notified of whenever we make a new post. In these podcasts, you can expect them at least twice a month. We try to do the one every two weeks, twice a month. So let's pause for the intro music, and we'll come back soon with our topic. I probably should have told them what the topic was. Yeah. That's all right. We'll figure it out soon. There still was a list. There's still in it. Yeah, I hope. Thank you, listener, for Thank sticking you. with. <laughs> all right. That's probably good. Okay. So as always... We always like to start with a little bit of small talk. We keep things light around here at JMJ Missions. So I've been kind of bad with my small talk lately. There's been like two or three podcasts where my small talk was just just awful. So I'm protecting myself. I thought my they were okay. It was okay. But the beginning was really good. When, I, when we first started, my small talk was fire. Now it's just, like, <laughs> just kind of average. So I kind of protected myself, and I have two questions for small talk, and I'll let you guys choose. Mm-hmm. The first one is how many windows are in New York City? How many windows? How many windows are in New York City? <laughs> Car windows, bus windows, See, building that's exa- windows. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is a common interview question. If you go to, to get a job and someone is interviewing you, they might ask you this, and they don't huh. expect you to give a real answer. But, but like, they want, what, okay, what are they trying to gain from asking you that? Because that's so random. They want to see how quickly you can think on your feet. So, like, let's wow. pretend you're in a suit and tie, and like you're really trying to get this job, and the person says, "All right, how many windows are in New York City?" What do you say? How do you respond? Um. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's great. I would probably just freeze and not get the job. All right. Okay. So, shame on me. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, then let's go to my other small talk topic, <laughs> which was because it's kind of related to today's topic. We're going to talk about relationships, like the good and bad signs in them, and actually when to know if you should break up or not. Um, so with that being said, what are your favorite date ideas? Ooh, that's, an, that's a spicy yeah, one. Yeah, so Dan, you're you're married, so you went All on right. many dates with Karen. Rock, you've been on quite a few dates in your life. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, let's say you guys, well, Dan, you can count for your wife, but, like, Rock, let's say you met someone <laughs> tomorrow. Like, yeah. what what's, like, the best kind of date that you would do? In? I would, I think um, a very casual first date uh, would be maybe mini golf. Take her mini golf, and then uh, we'd go to um, a restaurant, get something to eat. So you would do mini golf first. So you just met them on the course. Yeah, <laughs> or it could go both ways. I don't really have a preference one Maybe, one like, before the other. I would say like I think it's a great. I think mini golf is fantastic. It's I think fun. you're right. It's 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 usually an after dinner yeah. event. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I would I would, I would I would do dinner and then mini golf. Yeah, yeah get to, get to know them over coffee first because then it's like yeah. you're on the first hole. Like, so what's your name? Them, it's like, like right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird. Yeah, like you know, oh, so what you know, what kind of movies do you like? And you're trying to put the ball in. Like I don't yeah, know, yeah. it's just a little weird. But good answer. Perfect after uh, you know co- coffee then mini golf, great great date. I disagree. I didn't, I didn't say coffee. I disagree. Then yeah, golf. I don't think I coffee either. Then I disagree golf. because that's too early in the morning. Are you are you saying too coffee? Then no, mini golf. coffee at a coffee shop at like five p.m. No, come on, it, some no, afternoon Dan, coffee. Dan, you're lucky you're married because like because <laughs> this would not fly with anyone. Oh, <laughs> I love like just hitting up a coffee so shop. So if, if I meet at five, I never PM, heard of that in my life. Yeah, if I meet someone, I heard of dinner then mini golf. I'm starving at that time. Okay, okay, okay. If you depends, it depends on how much you like them. If True. you're really on this as like a serious date, all right, fine, dinner. But you're just trying to get to know somebody, like it's super cash. No, like yeah, hit but up five some call. p.m. Though hit up hit. Well, I don't know. Hit up <laughs> hit up <sighs> hit up some twenty. 
20 minute half hour coffee somewhere it's super casual you not you don't just sit down it's I not agree expensive with that. it's very casual and if you're not feeling it then you can you know you can bail i mean if you don't want to bail on somebody but if you're not feeling it and you know they're not the one then you know they're not going to pursue it any further it's an easy in easy out super fun casual i'm a coffee fan afternoon coffee all the way you guys i don't know it's just i like it I it's, it's a good idea i don't agree with your it's, timing it's, it's but i mean if anything i guess like you're i'm not one to talk like because you're the married one here so i'm just gonna be honest with you me and karen never went on a coffee date so uh, it's good. <laughs> this is totally a uh, i don't know yeah yeah it's fake all the way through although i do like the idea of it and i still would do that it is a good idea <laughs> And Rock, I'm right on your team too. Like I like the mini golf. I like mm. it's got to be active. Like yeah, you got to like sit down and get to know them a little bit, and you have to have that space for conversation. Yeah. But there should be something moderately active. Yeah. Otherwise, because like you need something else to look forward to, and it's a little bit too intense just looking at somebody's eyes while you're eating dinner, and there's like Definitely. fish, there's fish tacos on your beard and stuff like that, and it's, it's and it's, it's and it's fun and it's competitive and a lot of a lot of laughs and jokes are definitely assured to be shared during that whole mini golf outing can i just yeah. like subtract yeah. 10 seconds there? Sure. did you say fish tacos in your beard i did there's been many times where i've had fish tacos in my beard that's so weird yeah i mean like i respect you I saying that to however many i mean this podcast potentially could blow up and be listened to by thousands of people right you know instead of the hundreds that we have we can go to the hundreds of thousands and everyone knows you get fish tacos in your beard hey, it happens it totally that's humility happens. man mm-hmm. like i appreciate the humility i made props so yeah all right so in our last podcast um, whether or not you listened, we kind of gave information on how to find a spouse. You know, we said first look inwardly, and I don't even remember the other points. I'll know, Dan, if you know them off the top of your head by any chance. If oh, when you're looking for a spouse? Yeah. Nope. It's looking, okay, that's fine. But it's look inwardly, and we gave a lot of other advice. So if you want to check that one out, you can listen to that one. It was our most recent podcast that we just posted. Oh, clear, clear, clear the wounds. Yeah, like that yeah, first. exactly. Yeah. So we kind of make sure it's somebody that makes you a better person. Right. Yeah. So it kind of leads into this one. But if you didn't listen to that last one, it's okay. Because uh, what this one is going to do is this one is for both single people and people who are currently actively dating. Uh, we're going to help you identify the good and bad signs of a relationship. So if you are dating someone, you can you know take a look at the mirror. See if any of these things apply to your current relationship. Or if you're single, you can keep this in mind for the future. So this will definitely apply to both parties. Yeah, this. and even if you've never been in a serious relationship, like I wish I had someone to give me these green and red flags beforehand in the relationships that I have been in. Um, cause the one I'm obviously in married, happily married is fantastic, but you know, not every relationship is like that. So, um, it's really beneficial. If you've never been in a relationship, these are some great points that you can probably take for when that does happen. Yeah, I agree. And just a quick little tidbit about relationships. I don't know if you guys ever thought about this, but like every time you date someone, there's one of two options. It either goes all the way or it ends. Like, you know, there's no other route It either you would marry the person or you know, there's a breaking off or a breakup. Right. It's just, it's just weird to think it's like either it's all or nothing sometimes so okay so let's say you are dating someone uh the first thing that you should look out for for a sign and this is uh something that i've been told before and something that i've considered before is this relationship bringing you closer to god or not that's the first topic are they bringing you closer to christ or further away from christ now this question is like shining a spotlight on your soul (laughs) and a lot of times you know the answer right away like you can answer that without thinking right it's either Mm -hmm. a clear clear yes or a clear, clear no. Sometimes there, it can be in between. Like if you're trying to pursue God and maybe you fall in a few areas, like, you know, it's like you're doing your best. It's like you get up and you move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, a different category would be not even trying to get close to Christ. So if they're not bringing you close to Christ, I don't know if this is harsh, but it's like, what are you doing? Like, wh- like why are you with the person? It's then? true. I, th- yeah. I think so many people stay because of loneliness, uh, because they they have false hopes that the person will get better. And that's why Aunt, you... 
you said you really hit it on the head with the spotlight on the soul thing. You kind of just know because you, it's really important when you're asking yourself this question, do they bring me closer to Christ? Are they making me a better overall person? Like, to be honest with yourself. Because, like, of course, you could just be like, oh, yeah, sure they are. Like, no, no, give me some, I, you need some concrete mm-hmm. reasons in your mind as to why they're actually helping you become a better person. And I want to make one last point on that. It doesn't need to be directly, consciously about Christ for them to get you closer to Christ. Because you also don't want to get into a zone where you're kind of being snobby about it and judging them and being like, oh, well, you're not bringing me specifically closer to Christ. They might be a fantastic person that's just like super patient, super meek, super humble, displaying all the fruits of the Holy Spirit without actually actively talking about Christ. And then you could be in a position where like, well, you don't talk about God enough. So, and they may actually be the one for you. Maybe just the talking specifically about Christ is going to come later as they develop spiritually, but they're a wonderful person that has the Holy Spirit uh, that just doesn't say it directly. So those two things I think you want to avoid. Um, you want to avoid lying to yourself about how they really are and also avoid thinking that they specifically in a, in a direct way need to be talking about God to you all the time. No, if they're showing the fruits of the Holy Spirit and, and you, sh- you know, we should all know what they are and you can look them up. If not, St. Paul um, in one of his letters mentions them. If they're showing those fruits, I think that's how you know. Yeah, I think that was really good interpretation. And like you said, it doesn't have to be just actively talking like 24-7 about God. Like, right, sure, like you're not holy enough. Well, right. I mean, you know what That's I mean? That's judgmental, then you're not holy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, look at the actual sins. Look at their actual personality. Look at what's actually going on underneath the words. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this actually brings to mind, like, uh, in my life, I've had four serious relationships, and some of them brought me closer to God, and some of them didn't. And also, some of them I dated before I even really cared about God. <laughs> um, but I remember... Uh, feeling like I wasn't holy enough in one of them. And, you know, that's like, it's like a scary feeling. Like, that, that's not... Like, I was trying. I was doing my best to be holy. Right. But I felt like yeah. it wasn't enough. Yeah, that kind of mentality um, can really drive the other person away. If you are... If you're constantly harping on somebody... Like, this is why, man, it's so important to pray when you're in a relationship. Pray to the Lord for guidance. Pray to the Holy Spirit for prudence and guidance as to whether you should continue or not and how it's going. Because... Um, you know, you could date somebody and really make them feel like they could be trying really hard and actually trying to become a better person. And by you shutting them down and be like, well, you don't, you know, you don't know the doctrine of the Immaculate. You don't know that Pope, you know, I think it was, oh my gosh, I should know which Pope did the math. And you didn't yeah. know that, that was an 1850 no something. In a relationship. Yeah, that you, know? like, that can really throw throw the person off. Then again, if the person is actively bringing you into sin, you don't feel happy around them, you feel like you're not closer to God, you never pray, they're, they're repulsed by praying, or they they just kind of avoid it. That, those are the things you actually want to be like, all right, maybe I need to break up. But, you know, you got to really pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance there. Right. And also look at yourself, too. Like, are you, like, trying to pursue Christ in your own personal life? Because we don't want to just blame the other person for what they are or are not doing. Mm-hmm. So this this one goes both ways. You have to look in the mirror, too. Um, so the next point. Um, a little less spiritual, just in general. Are you being yourself around this person? Because if not, this can lead to other problems. Um, do you feel like you can share your faith? Do you feel like there's certain areas of your life that you have to hold, hold back or that you can't bring up around this person? Um, because all that can bring up a lot of controversy and makes for it not a very fruitful or a good relationship. That's a huge one. And, and you know, we, we all always have to be authentic because if we try to hide it, eventually the truth is going to come out eventually. And eventually they're going to start noticing things about us that we're passionate about, including our values. And it's going to somewhere down the line lead to a discussion and might even lead to an argument. So my recommendation, just always be authentic and don't try to mask 
your values or your belief systems just to try to impress the other person. The, I think the truth is always going to come out and eventually that will come out. Like eventually you will have to have a serious conversation about, you know, your own individual beliefs and what you believe in as far as religion, politics, whatever. But be yourself from the start and the other person will appreciate that. And this one might be hard to notice because when you get into a relationship with a person, sometimes you kind of, without realizing it, you might worship them a little tiny bit and they become your world. Right. And you kind of get blinded. Yeah. You get blind and you don't realize how you're acting. Exactly. You, we, what we do when we really like somebody, I think a lot of people do it, is we adapt our personality to them and kind of lose who we are without realizing we're even doing it because we're, we just don't want to lose them and we want to be like them. We want to be with them. So that is one huge thing to keep in mind. Like, can you be yourself around them? And I think about how, do, how does God feel about us? That's how we should compare this. If you, like with God, he knows your sins, he knows your flaws, he knows your weaknesses, and he loves you anyway. And you can feel totally relaxed and confident talking to him and being yourself with him. And then he's going to reach out his hand to help you. Both people in the relationship, now we're not perfect, we're not God, it's going to be tough, but both people should be trying to have that mentality. I know you're not perfect, I know you have your flaws, here I am reaching out trying to help you and I know that I could be my total self around you and you're going to reach out, try to help me, we're both going to become better people. Um, I think the big problem, the red flag comes when one or both people are not trying to get better. If one or both people are not trying or are, are, are unwilling to change or do better, even if you're reaching out your hand and you know that they could be their, their self and you know that you know their flaws and that it's all okay and you know everything's out on the table and really it comes down to it that they just don't want to become a better person, I think that's when the relationship is actually in trouble. And I think another thing that can really point this out for you is good friends. Like your good friends know who you are and if they see a change in you, I think they can very gently and at the right time, you know, kind of bring it up casually. Mm -hmm. I think that might be something that good friends are called to do for each other. Absolutely. If they see someone is acting not like themselves, and especially if it's a detrimental way. And I would like to comment good friends mm -hmm. because people get weird about relationships. Like, I don't know why, but it's just one thing that everyone just is weird about. You know, you post something on Instagram, you post something on like Snapchat, whatever, Facebook, and people either are obsessed with your relationship or they hate your relationship. But there's not much of it in between. It's very, very weird. People get so gossipy, so drama-ish <laughs> about relationships. Um, so some of your quote-unquote friends might just bash your relationship just to bash it because it's something to do because they just weren't expecting it. They got blindsided by it, and they think it's weird. That's happened to me. But your good, good friends, the ones that love you, the ones that know who you are deep down, they know if you're being your authentic self. They know if you're becoming a better person especially the ones that are um, spiritual friends, like they care about your soul genuinely, being close to God, they will have a good insight. Not your outer group that just are judging you from whatever, you know, whether they like it or hate it. Like you can be in a terrible relationship, committing all kinds of sins, but it looks good on Instagram. So I was like, oh my God, they're great. Like, no, like don't take notes off them. Or you could be in a very bad relationship or a good relationship where everybody is... um. Is, is against you, but deep down, it actually might be a great relationship. That's happened to me before, but your closest friends who know you so well, um, I'll, I'll say it, you guys, for, for, for me personally, mm -hmm. you guys saw that I was happy. You guys saw that I was getting closer to God. You guys saw that I was being myself, that I, was, you know, I wasn't you know, becoming a different person, that my relationship with Christ was, this, was the same, if not getting better. And um, We always respected that about you too, because yeah, we, you know, we're all too familiar with, especially growing up, your very funny, quirky ways that you have with yourself. And you never once compromised that. Like even getting into a relationship with Karen, mm -hmm. 
if anything, she appreciated how authentic you were. And that's, I think that's why she fell in love with you. You weren't trying to force yourself to, to not be quirky or to not be funny right. or right. to not right. randomly yeah. whistle a song or <laughs> sing a song or whatever. I think she fell in love with that aspect yeah. of you, which is why authenticity is so important. Yeah, like Dan was being Dan. And exactly. And doesn't like it, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Them. Hit the yeah. road, Jack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why I, I lucked. I shouldn't say lucked. It was, I'm blessed. I'm very blessed with, with Karen, my wife, because like, you're right. Like the two things that I could think of when it, I, it, now our relationship blindsided a lot of people. So, and the first, that first year was tough. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of smack talk. And um, honestly, like, the two things that I noticed after looking at myself as much as I could, talking about it in spiritual direction, that's really important. If you have a spiritual director, a priest, um, especially that you talk to, bring up the fruits of your relationship to that spiritual director and see what's going on. So what happened with, with me was I, I realized after a year of trying to look at myself in third person, I was like, I really can be myself around her. We're becoming better people. Month after month, I appreciate her more. She appreciates me more. Not that we have a perfect relationship. Nobody does. But I'm becoming a better person. I'm still as close to God as I was, if not getting closer. And so we'll look into this from a third person's perspective, you know, which is so hard to do because, you know, when you're in love, you just want what you want. You know, it's hard to look at it from not a first person perspective and just kind of like bias yourself into what you want. But I was trying my best. And I was like, no, this is like <laughs> the fruits of this are like pretty good. And like now the fruits of it are a kid. So um, and mm -hmm. she's a wonderful mom. Like I said, not that we're perfect. We have to be humble about these things. Um, but like, you know, I, I would never, ever second guess this in my life. I don't think she would either. And, and neither, still... neither would us as your friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're still just as happy I mean, as we, we were all, dating we always with a saw child this now, as, a year uh, into it. We always saw this as, you know, as being something that was ordained by God because of the fruits that came out of it. Right. And Dan Rock and I had many conversations, maybe not many, but a few, where we definitely said that we can't see you with anyone else and vice versa with, we with did Karen. That, we can't yeah. see Karen with anyone else. <laughs> and, and in the best way, we mean that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that means a lot because I think that, that, like, hopefully is another sign that, like, God is doing good things with it. And that's what you have to look at in a relationship. Like I said, no relationship's going to be perfect. So you get in an argument with your, your, your spouse or, like, your boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, my God, you're not for me. No, no, no. I think it's more... How do you make up afterwards? How frequent are they? And are you able to handle it? Because, like, if you're arguing every day all the time, well, if you're married, no, 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 like, you totally can make that work. God will make it work. It's okay. You both got to turn to him. If you're not married, though, and you're arguing every single day, that might be a bad sign. Time to hit the road. Exactly. Yeah. But honestly, like, you're going to get into disagreements. That's healthy, actually. And it's like, okay, how do you argue? Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. are, are you able to make up afterwards? And I think that maybe that's another – I don't know if you have this as a sign, but maybe another sign of a relationship is, like, are you are you not able to amend your ways and be humble and um, say you're sorry? That's true. A lot of times this can run into problems if one person likes to solve things right away. Like, I like to just talk about things immediately. Yeah, like, you know, I, like, I, I agree with like that if there's If there's a problem, it's like, I want to fix it yesterday. Right. Right. Because right. it's just the way that I am. Right. Um, but other people – uh, it might not be that way. Sometimes they need time to cool off, mm -hmm. like which is fine. Like everyone's entitled to dealing with it with their own way. Right. But is it? Are you compatible with that person? Right. That's actually the same thing with me and me and Karen. Like I want to fix things right away. Mm -hmm. She takes her time, you know. But the yeah. good, the most important thing is two things actually. Number one, we always do end up on a better, like closer than we were before. Mm -hmm. Totally reconciled, which we have to always do. Yeah, and there's probably no like penalizations. Like, Never. Like, let's say you do something wrong, Never. and then like. Karen will then like I don't know just 
not treat you badly, but like, you know, like just treat <laughs> yeah. you differently because of it. Like that's well, not cool. I think if they're treating you differently after you've already quote yeah. unquote reconciled, right. then they don't know how to reconcile. Exactly. Because reconciling means you're not going to hold them, anything against them from this point on. It's mm-hmm. done. You're forgiven. It's over. Sure. Now you can, get, now you're Let's closer than you were before. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if both people are able to do that, that is a great sign. But if after you've already even reconciled the, per- now, okay. Let's like devil's advocate. Let's say like you're always committing the same fault. Well, then you haven't reconciled. Oh, yeah, then it's time know? to get out of the relationship. Then, then, well, yeah, yeah. If, if you're committing the same uh-huh. fault over and over, you got some self. Especially if it violates a boundary of the other person. Uh, yeah, like yeah. that's self. That, you got some self reflection to do. If, but like, let's say you make you make a mistake once or twice. It's like a you know isolated incident, mm-hmm. and they like you know after you've both said you're sorry or whatever, they're still being weird with you. No, no, no. Like that, they need to know learn how to reconcile deeply, and that's a red flag for me. Right, I agree. Yeah. Yep. So the next thing. Um, this one is, let's say, the first question, that this is bringing you closer to God, the person you're with. So that's great. It's awesome. And then let's also say that you're being yourself. That's another awesome thing. So next, a little bit more serious, can you see yourself raising children with this person? Because as Catholics, that's why we date. Like, we don't date just to kill time. Like, we don't date just to go have something to do on the weekends. It's like we date to discern the vocation of marriage, or at least we should. Um, so mm-hmm. if you are dating this person and things are going well, like, look down the road. We don't want to get in the habit of looking too far down the road because we don't know what God has in store for us. It's a great point. But you can yeah. also see like whether or not you'd be willing to raise children with this person. If you could fast forward five years, do you want to have a kid with, with this woman? So if it's yes, then go for it. If no, then maybe, you sh- maybe you're wasting each other's time. Unfortunately, today, most people are in it for uh, just a little fling right. to have. <laughs> yeah. And um, the one, one of the parties wants kids and wants to start settling down and <clears throat> getting her life in order and actually trying to envision a future with this person. But the other person really isn't in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge red flag. Yeah. You know? And if you do th- answer this question and you say like, yeah, like I could definitely see myself raising kids with this person, then that's awesome. Like, you know, like that could be yeah. God giving you a confirmation through like peace. Right. Of that's a because, really good thing. Cause if that gives yeah. you anxiety, that's the whole point of life yeah. to procreate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like if that idea gives you a ton of anxiety, then that could also be God communicating to you something a little bit different. Exactly. So as long as you're bringing this to God, like don't hide this from God, like go to God with your relationship as well. So, and I think there's two levels to that. If you look at yourself, you say, could I raise kids with this person? And then you realize you might not want kids that much. Two things, either one, you're called to have kids and you're called to be married, but you're just not embracing that. And you're, you have a false idea of kids because kids, they're a lot of work. Like, like I said, my, my son is a, uh, He's going to be six weeks old, right? Like share, today. Share, share us about, uh, share, share with us some of the experiences you've had during this lovely all right, all right, past right. month or so. I, okay, <laughs> I will, I'll tell you a quick, funny story. I was um, outside filming a reel to send to you, Anthony, for, for Instagram, because Ant edits the reels and sends them out. So, like, I was in the middle of filming it, and it took me a little while to get it right. And uh, Karen gives me, gives me a phone call from inside and says, I, I'm going to need some reinforcements, I think. I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll be in in a second. So I was out there for a little longer than I should have been, like another five, ten minutes trying to get the reel right. I come back in. It was too late. <laughs> uh, he had pooped all over the place, all over her, <laughs> all over the changing table, all over everything. And, uh, and then – when she finally got that cleaned up, he just he peed all over her and all over him too. <laughs> um, and those are things you deal with on like a daily basis with a with a newborn. But yeah. honestly, like you look into his this kid's eyes, and 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 you see that this is what me and her have wanted. And it's like neither of us would ch- change this for the world. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a sacrifice. It's tough, and we're not perfect. Like I just said, I took too long to get in the house. Right? 
and um and it wasn't it wasn't easy on her but like it's a beautiful sacrifice it's fun if you if you pray and you, <laughs> when you have a good relationship with god and you pray you're filled with love not like i said you don't ever want to say you're perfect but god really does transform you and fills you with actual genuine love and then you like you want to dish that love out sure and if you're getting married kids are like the main way to dish that love out and the sacrifice when you get up at two or three in the morning uh, she gets the night shift. I get the morning shift. So it's 6 a.m. That's when I get up and take him. When he gets up, 7 a.m. Honestly, like, it's tough. And, like, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm sleeping. I hear him crying. And I'm like, oh, that's my first reaction. <laughs> like, I do not want to get up. I'm so tired. I have whatever to do today. But then you get up and you feed him and you and and you and you put the bottle in in his his mouth and you're holding him and like it's so peaceful it's all worth it it's so peaceful <laughs> it's like this is all worth it and i know i'm going to be tired today but it's good i got peace cuz i i knows what i want to do so if you're called to you feel you're called to marriage but you don't want kids the devil's tricking you cuz it's a beautiful wonderful sacrifice it's 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 so deep and, and it's so fun so uh or maybe you're not called to be uh, married maybe if you don't want kids at all but you feel like you'd rather be praying and you don't feel like it's this is like something bad that's in your heart, then you might be called to be a priest or a sister. That's something we have to absolutely take in consideration because they're incredibly beautiful vocations. And I'll say you will never be uh, as happy as you could be unless you're in your right vocation. So make sure you, you know, if you take that in consideration. But finally, if they don't want kids, like think to yourself, will they make a good dad, a good mom? Can I see them making a good dad or mom? And if you can't answer that question with a yes, it's something to pray about. Mm-hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance there. It might be a yellow flag, if not a red flag. Um, and if they don't want kids, again, another yellow, more even, I would say, a red flag. Yeah. Because then there might be a, um, something inhibiting them from understanding how what a loving, good act it is to raise children. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nicely said. And the next point, and the last point, is, is this relationship life-giving or life-draining? When you think about being with this person or when you think about talking to this person, do you dread it or are you excited? You know, because that's another good way to analyze how you're feeling about this person. You know, there's been times and people that I've dated where I was like super excited all the time. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to get done work so I can call this person. <laughs> right. And then there's at the same time, I've been on the other side of that where I felt like the other person like just didn't want to talk to me at all. <laughs> so it's just like you got to answer that question honestly as well. Yeah. And be, and be real and authentic with yourself. Like the passion has to be there and... Just be honest with with you know with who you are and what you want, and you being with this person. Like, is it truly who you want to be with, or is it a chore mm-hmm. to to you know leave your house, get in the car, go over to this person's house, spend time with them? And if that's the case, then get out of it. Yeah, don't leave them on because time. don't, yeah. don't because, you're, because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're mm-hmm. doing it because you don't want to be lonely. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a spiritual flaw that you have to acknowledge before yourself and and God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a problem, yeah. and and you know the the longer you stay in it, the, the more damage you're doing to yourself and that person. It's very uncharitable to just stay in a relationship. It's very uncharitable to the other person um, to prolong the relationship just because you don't want to be lonely. And I will and say, I, and I see it all the time. It, me too. I talk to people all the time about. It. I I know they're not happy. It is much much better to be single. Than in a relationship that's bringing you down, whether that's spiritually, emotionally, you know, and make sure you're not the one bringing the other person down too. Much better to be single than to be in a relationship because you know that you're lonely, and um, you know it might not always feel like fireworks and like oh I'm so excited to go see yeah, them, that's but like underneath there's gonna be at least a piece there. Like yeah, like I I, I want to go see right, them. Right, like you know a drive. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. even if it's a, a little inner drive and inner that's what I yeah. felt like. You know, a couple of years in a relationship with Karen, it's like of course those first year, couple of years. 
you're so excited even a few months like it's super exciting but like underneath that there's like a nice peaceful feeling saying this is like i'm happy to go see them mm-hmm. you know and even when you're when you're um you know maybe you've had a debate or you've had a little bit of an argument before then there's still a piece underneath like no no no, like this is the person you know right if you can honestly say that you're in a good place yeah i agree Mm -hmm. and so as we've been saying dan mentioned this a couple times you know no relationship is perfect you know um even joseph you know like joseph thought that mary cheated on him right (laughs) yeah but like she didn't obviously um, mm-hmm. And then Joseph was going to divorce her quietly, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually a noble decision, especially back then, because the other option, Danny, know the other option was to trash her in front of everybody. Yeah, and actually, well, she'd be stoned, right? Yeah. Be stoned Trashed or stoned, <laughs> right. both don't sound good. Stoning probably a little worse than getting talked about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you guys know the story. An angel appeared to Joseph and kind of clarified the situation for him. Um, but again, like no rela- human relationship is perfect, and we're all flawed, and none of us, like no person, can satisfy each other's hearts perfectly like the only thing that can truly satisfy your heart is christ mm-hmm. like and if you are satisfied with christ completely like let's say you're just chilling it's just you and him and you're fine with that like you have nothing like you feel like you need nothing else a lot of times what happens is he'll re- he will reward you and he'll give you a person 100 to like experience the love that he has for you like with another human being um so i think that's just like my final point here is just like make sure that like you're satisfied with christ before you go like looking for a relationship as like the be all end all. Right. Mm-hmm. On the topic of uh, St. Joseph, I, you know, obviously he was a very holy, humble, prayerful man. And the angel appealed, a- appeared to him and gave him peace of mind in, in that whole situation he was going through. Now, I think if we stay self-reflective and humble and prayerful, obviously an angel, you know, or it could happen, but most <laughs> likely won't happen. An angel won't appear to us. But I think we'll come to that peace and a clarity in our hearts mm-hmm. if we just remain humble and prayerful and, and holy, close to God like St. Joseph was. I think we'll get some deep clarity about the and, and peace, inner peace, about whether or not we should, about what to do next. Because St. Joseph got that that answer about, and his his answer that he received was to just be patient and trust. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a foundation that we all have to keep in mind to have and, and, and pray about it. 100%. Your humility will absolutely open the door for you to correct anything in a relationship and and before you're in a relationship. If you're single right now listening to this, yeah, Rock, great point. Be humble like St. Joseph. Be open to God because if there's anything that's impeding you from being the best version of yourself in a relationship in order to give your life the way Christian marriage is supposed to be a total self-gift, not that you're ever going to be perfect, but there might be some big things that are red flags um, that we'll have to look at in ourselves or yellow flags your humility is going to be what allows God to nicely reveal that to you so you yeah. can work on it, or so that I should say he can work on that in you. Um, and everyone's got it. So everyone's got their flaws. Everyone's got their wounds. So that humble disposition. So I think that's a great takeaway. Trust in God that, he, you know, he's got someone out there for you. If you're meant for it, all you got to do is be satisfied with him right now. Keep doing your thing, right? Keep, keep do- doing keep, your keep, thing. Keep doing mm-hmm. you. Keep working hard. Yep. Right? And, uh, being, and being you. Right? Doing you and being you. Like being authentic not inauthentic mm-hmm. and if you're humble and you're doing your best to work on yourself and let god work on yourself then that person will come they absolutely will come and yeah put yourself out there you know don't just sit i mean no like no one's gonna girl or guys are gonna appear in your living right. room at your couch like oh i'm your spouse yeah um get get That'd out nice. there and, and, and yeah, like, be what, great. in a non <laughs> in a non-sinful way like get out there and put yourself out there meet people and all that mm-hmm. but if you're yourself it's gonna be fine yeah like check out catholic match like you know go places say hi to people start conversations like you have to do something yep to get it going um so we need an easter egg 
I got one. Oh, go ahead. Coffee at 5 p.m. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> totally perfect. If you've listened this long, this is something that we do with every podcast. If you've listened this long, uh, comment the phrase coffee at 5 p.m. On the clone video on, on the, YouTube. Specifically on that video? We need to get some comments so what, That's a good video. That, and it doesn't get any love. Clone, what is the clone video, Dan? The, so, the title. You're the real title. Oh, it's Atheist Dan, Catholic Dan versus Atheist Dan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, mm-hmm. and what happens in, in that video? Well, Rock, because of your video skills, you cloned me and I debated myself. Atheist me debates normal me. Uh, it's really was, impressive. It was really <laughs> impressive. And there was a, a, a lot of fun to film and very interesting yeah. filming process It there. was. It was a lot of fun. We encouraged you to watch it. it was a huge help in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes. And comment the Easter egg. So, yeah. Co- yeah, coffee at 5 p.m., comment on the clone video. Get that some love. Get some, some traffic driving. Right. Video. So if you do that, like, we actually pray rosaries for the people that follow the Easter eggs because there are people that have done it. Like, there's a lot of people that have commented the Easter egg. Oh, and, yeah, mean, and, yeah. and it means a lot to us because they're they're noticing the, the details and the small things yeah, and about also, our ministry. So we appreciate that. Right. And it takes a lot of courage to comment something. Like so like for yeah. that, like kudos and prayers, more importantly. So like yeah. thanks for doing that for all the people that have done it in the past. Um so that's all I have for you guys today. I, I think that that'll wrap up another edition of a JMJ Mission podcast. And do you guys want to close with a prayer? All right. Sure. Go ahead, Rock. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for this uh topic of discussion today during our podcast. Uh, please allow us to always be humble and and open uh, to uh, the workings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us to clearly discern what is uh, what is best and what is not best for our lives, uh, especially with regards to uh, relationships. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Uh, and we'll pray a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace the, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed, blessed is, is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.